Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Lots of people texting in relation to care homes and the elderly. And speaking of the elderly and care homes, um, I have on the line uh, the uh, Sean Moynihan, who's the CEO of Alone. Uh, good afternoon to you, Sean. Good afternoon to you, Noah. Uh, I'm looking here. Alone have answered 12,000 calls since the launch of the National COVID-19 support line in March. And also out of that, they've also made 31,194 calls to stay in touch with older people. It must be also a nightmare scenario for the elderly who are currently cocooning at the moment, Sean. Oh, it is. Look, it's very difficult for everybody. And I think, we, you know, the solidarity of the community is there to see. But that, that still means that for some people, this is a huge struggle. For some older people, they've always been so active, volunteering, running businesses, you know, putting us all to shame. We, with the activities and support they give, it's very hard now to be sort of disempowered at home. And for other older people uh, who maybe have always struggled with loneliness or health issues or housing issues, it really is difficult because ultimately it is how do we provide them with both the physical support, the support around their mental health, and other issues that they need addressed at this well, time. Well, when you get to that age, when, you, when you're over 70, for many people, I suppose, the most important thing is, I suppose, the social aspect of life, meeting other people, to keeping in touch with other people to keep you in touch with the world. You know, they listen to the radio, they listen to the news, and their sons and daughters come and visit them in the weekends or whatever it happens to be, or they meet their neighbours at the shop. These are all important things to stop that loneliness. And now we're being told, we're, we're telling them, you're not allowed to meet people. You're not allowed to talk to your sons and daughters unless it's on a telephone. You're not allowed to interact with other people. I mean, it must be extremely difficult. That in itself, there's evidence to suggest, by the way, that isolation for older people is equally as unhealthy as probably the virus in some sense. Well, I think what we'd agree with you is around the dangers of isolation and loneliness. And I suppose, you know, alone, we, we have a long track record of campaigning and we have two, two and a half thousand volunteers who regularly visit, provide practical support and link people into the and, community. And by the way, I'm sorry, Sean, for interrupting you, but how is, there must be certainly a problem with volunteers because they themselves, many of them might have to isolate by times or have family members who have got it or have elderly and people absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. We, we have volunteers older than some of the, so older, older than 70 because ageing for some people is different than others. I think isolation and loneliness is really different. This is difficult. This, and that's where all the phone calls, the check-ins, the volunteers were still training and recruiting more volunteers because out of this, we're trying to make the connections, working with all our partner organisations, local authorities, HSE, to link in to all of those older people that are isolated and lonely to support them now, but also to create the ability to support them and that human connection long after this is over. That is our determination. When you say say long after this is over, for the elderly... There doesn't seem to be an end to this because the rest of us are looking forward to May the 5th where there might be some lifting of restrictions. The suggestion, by the way, by uh, earlier on was that, you know, there may not be lifting of restrictions for elderly people because until a vaccine becomes available and one that elderly people can actually get, which could be two mm. years away, they might be stuck in their houses. I think uh, what will happen is, is we, we, you know, we've got in two, you know, when May the 5th comes in around 10 days time, a bit like we were in a very different scenario two weeks ago. We may be in different scenarios as we go through. Constantly, you can see the strength of the health service, the community services getting stronger. We're learning every day. Things of cohesion is increasing. So I would be hopeful that we'll be having 
every week that goes on, we have slightly different conversations. I can see people are now saying the peak has passed and all of these things that we're so afraid of. We, by collectively working together, moving at the pace of the public health information and working together, we've managed to, to get us this far. I'd be very hopeful as we go forward that ultimately is, is things will get better because collectively we're responding together and we have such a but, unity but did of we, But did we drop the ball a little bit, Sean, when it came to the elderly people, particularly those in nursing homes? The evidence we're seeing across the world is somewhere between 50 and 60% of people mm-hmm. who have died are in nursing homes. Have we dropped the ball eh, with the information that we gave uh, in relation to nursing mm-hmm. homes? I know this is not completely your field, but certainly yeah, you're dealing with yeah. the elderly on a regular basis. And people are saying to me now, I'm looking at texts from people saying here, should I take my mother or father out of the care home and bring them home? Would that be I, safer? I think the good news is, right, that only 4% of older people live in nursing homes, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that unfortunately there, and you're dead right, they are the, they, they are the people most in need. They're the people who who basically are there because they need help and care and support beyond anything else that can be provided in the community. And so, you know, whether we, you know, the, the dropping of the ball, as you may say, maybe something that we haven't really had the conversations really about the investment in that sector. We've got, an, you know, we have, let's be honest, 80% of nursing homes are, is, is, is a private sector or, you know, is private sector run and, you know, lots of different companies involved. So the conversation about what happened here and why and where we go, I think is something that will be ongoing. At the moment, what we want to do is see all the nursing homes, private or public, being given the right staff, the right PPE, and the right ability now, regardless of what the scenario is, and then we have, we are going to have to have a real big post-mortem afterwards. I know, but it's very difficult for, say, if somebody's in there with Alzheimer's, for example, you know, and they're 81 years of age and, you know, they're walking around from ward to ward. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you can't literally lock somebody up, um, you know, at, at 80 years of age. That would be despicable <clears> to even suggest that. I, I, there has to be a better, something better we can do for those people well, who are, are currently well, in care Nobody's suggesting lockdown be up and really yeah. even using the languages that we're trying to, we're trying to create situations where people have to go into long-term care, that they are an alternative home that ultimately people are, are, are support, supported in. You know, there's wonderful work done by, uh, you know, the likes of Alzheimer's Ireland. There's wonderful work done by family carers where we care and support with people who, ha- who have uh, Alzheimer's, who have dementias. And so ultimately, it is those skills are still kicking into play as we speak. Those people are still being supported. So what I'd say to you now is, is really, you know, we need to get, they, they need to get all these uh, COVID response teams really supporting all the nursing homes. Let's get it under control and then ultimately give families the say, you know, that reassurance that everything that can be done will be done. I think. And what, do you, and what do you say to those families at the moment, you know, who, you know, mothers who haven't seen their daughters and sons, you know, daughters sure, and sons haven't seen their mothers, they haven't seen their grandkids, you know, and, and they're holding out hope that maybe on May the 5th there might be some light at the end of the mm. tunnel. I mean, you obviously talked to the minister, you've obviously talked to them, uh, mm. you know, in relation to the national strategy and whatever the plan or the exit plan might be for this. Mm. I mean, what, what do you see? What's, if I could ask your opinion personally, do you believe that, you know, in the next couple of months we'll be able to see grandparents seeing their grandkids again? Oh, I, I think what will happen is, is, you know, the social distancing rules will, 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 will change. They will always, they will be enforced. I think what happens is, is 
they, you know, even even around this stuff, and I'm not a clinician, is, is my understanding is in sometimes in the very old, it hasn't come through as a fever and a cough. So sometimes, so every week people learn more. Every week our clinicians learn more, our care services learn more, and we will learn how to do new things. In we le- learn how to do old things in new ways, and we learn ways of how we can keep in contact, how we can make sure and bridge that physical and mental health needs that are there and balance the risks in the interests of, of everybody. And, um, and vi- finally, Sean, do you think that we've learned something from COVID-19 in relation to the elderly in society? Do you think when all this is over and all this is done and hopefully it won't go on too much longer, have we learned to value elderly people a little bit more that we've now realised the importance of them? I, I think what, what will happen is, is we'll, we'll realise whether it's home care, nursing home care, whether it's acute care, you know, we realise the value of our health and social services system. Mm-hmm. We realise that it's an area to be invested in. It's an area to discuss with older people and other people what their needs are and design systems that work for people fully. And I would be very possible, positive that where barriers within government departments, barriers within departments in hospitals, communities, all of these fell away. And those relationships and that trust and that change that has come about will produce some benefit, some de- dividend, shall we say, or legacy that ultimately will be in everybody's interests. Uh, and just finally, there's still a lot of text, by the way, from people like Kevin Limerick there just texts in and says, well, I'd be better off taking my mother or parent or whoever it is out of a care home. I mean, what advice would you give to people who are terrified at the moment I think, if, if their I parents think, are in a care home? I think I think what you, what, what, what people have got to realise is, is, and of course, we don't know why Kevin's mum is in there, right? Mm. And his mother could be in there for... For, for very serious chronic issues, could be past a stroke, could be dementia, what all of these things is. And so ultimately is, is, would anybody have the ability to take care or give that support at home and guarantee that safety and security? I think the problem is that this is the most vulnerable group and this is the group most susceptible. This is the group we're trying to shield. And I, I you know, I was watching like everybody else the telly yesterday with all the, all the, all, all the testing now going to go on. All the extra teams coming from the HEC to support the, the private and the public nursing home system. So ultimately, is, is I think, you know, that, that the support will be there, you know, and then we'll have to see okay. why and all if right. there were gaps. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Okay. And continued, by the way, great success with all the work. And well thank done. You. Well done to you and all your volunteers, by the way, for looking after the elderly in society. I appreciate it. All right. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.